Welcome back to the Curious Table. Chrissy, how are you doing? Dustin, I'm so good. So this is really interesting because this is actually the very first episode we recorded as we were testing how we wanted to do it. And so we brought in a group of really fun friends to talk about desserts. So mm-hmm. we, we kind of flipped dinner on its head and, and started with dessert first, you know, because why not? You know, right? we're adults. We can eat our dessert first if yes, we want we to. Yes, we can. And that's so exactly what we did. We did. So everybody brought a dessert to that one. It was a little bit different than the ones that you've heard previously up until now where we've had, we've either cooked or had someone cook for us. Everybody brought a dessert from their childhood or that evoked us an emotion or a memory so this one's way lighter than the last few episodes that you've heard but it was a lot of fun and it's really cool I think to go back and listen to this one we did this one at my house um it what feels like forever ago yeah and we just to see how far we've come in just this little bit of time. So um, we can't wait for y'all to listen to it. The format is slightly different um, because, again, we were just playing around and seeing how the equipment worked and if we knew what we were doing. <laughs> but it was Still fun, so but... we want to share it with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially coming, like Chrissy said, after the these last three dinners that were really great, delicious food, but very heavy on the topic of conversation. We just want to kind of throw a, a palate cleanser in there and then get gear up for the, the following episode after that. So, yeah. And so, um, we have a few of our friends on, we talk about dessert and life. And, um, if this podcast and the ones that you've heard up until now resonate with you and you have enjoyed listening we would love for you to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast Um, that would help us a lot and then also we just reach out to us reach out to us on social media or at our email which is the the curious table podcast at gmail.com yes and let us know what you want to hear we have done a lot of serious stuff but we'd love to do some uh some light and funny stuff too so reach out to us and tell us what you want to hear so and now the dessert episode <laughs> so i'm dustin or berry manatees to to some people um and this is Chrissy, or Mama Bear, um, of Mama Bear Sweets, and we want to welcome you to the Curious Table. We're so glad y'all are here. So for me, one of my most favorite things to do is to sit around a dinner table and have a conversation, um, or listen to people's conversations. If you ever are having dinner with me or we're out somewhere, you will see Mm -hmm. that my favorite place to be is in the, the middle of the table. I want to hear what everyone's talking about. I may not have anything to contribute to it, but I want to know what's going on. And that's just part of my curiosity about people. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why I wanted to, to venture on this project. Um, and Christy and I talked about doing... This was an idea before we knew podcast was going to happen. And, um, and then when Knox Pride Podcast Station channel... Um, started we were like okay now it's gonna happen it's for real um and so that was the start of the curious table 
Um, and I'll let Christy talk about why she wanted to do this. Yeah, so I have um, always had a thing about the dinner. I mean, I've always been involved in food and, um, and have had a passion that when people who are not the same come together around a dinner table, they can learn from each other in a way and something beautiful happens that just can't happen when you're trying to learn in a sterile environment. Um, there's a wall or a, you're vulnerable in a way to each other that um, I just think is really beautiful. And so we had had this talk about this, I mean, a long time, a while ago, um, that we would love to find a way to do this through the center to feed people and to, you know, um, get to have those conversations. And, and for me specifically, everybody at the center and in the community has opened their arms to our family and we're going to cry. Um, and, and just been so welcoming to us. And I have learned so much specifically from the trans community. I think they have just sort of like taken me in as like the little baby bird and taught me all the things that I needed to know to be a mama to a trans kiddo. Um, and I just feel like everybody needs that education and that is not accessible to a lot of people. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who want to learn and do better and sometimes they just don't know how to go about that. And so um, we have accessibility to people from all walks and that's what we plan to do at the Curious Table. So for tonight's dinner guest, um, we chose some people who um, the theme is desserts, and we're going to start with the best part of the meal tonight for <laughs> the first time. Um, so we're going to, so the theme tonight is dessert, and so we tried to pick people who had some kind of doing with dessert, or, or um, some kind of connection with dessert. Um, and I'm going to start at the end of the table um, with our first guest, um, Jordan Heron. Um, the reason why I asked her to be a part of this was um, the first time I met Jordan, um, it had to do with food. Yep. Um, we were at the Smoky Mountain Burlesque Festival. Never met Jordan before. Walked up to her and she said, do you want a breakfast burrito? And so that started our relationship. And so from there, I learned that she can make pound cakes mm-hmm. uh, of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Monkey bread. Monkey bread. <laughs> banana wings, pudding. Banana, banana pudding. Um, wings. I, I think, to me, one of Jordan's... Jordan is a feeder of people. Spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, and I think um, she accomplished that sometimes with, with physically feeding people food. There's a, there's a sense of love. Um, a, a connection of love that goes to that. Um, so, Jordan, thank you for being here. Gross, thanks. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, next, we have Tracy. Um, Tracy is connected with the Knox Pride Center. She is also a mentor with um, the Rainbow Teens, um, which Chrissy is also a, a leader in that. Yeah. Organizer. Yeah. Sure. Producer. I don't know what you would call it, but... Um, Founder? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ask Tracy to be here because um, we share a, a, a joy for, 
for food and um, trying new things and um, or getting excited about new food. So um, I felt like she would be a great uh, accent to the conversation tonight. Thank you, Dustin. I'm so happy to be you. here. I'll, I'll, I'll always say yes to eating. <laughs> um, well, so I know you as by your stage name, but your which one do you prefer? It doesn't matter. You can call me Rhoda. You can call me Rebecca. Okay. Either it's, they're kind of the same person these days. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Rhoda through the um, Pride Center, and. Um, we love you and are so happy that you're here with us today. Yeah, to be here. One of the reasons why I wanted Rhoda to be here, if you follow Rhoda on Facebook or Instagram, yes. one of my favorite things that Rhoda does is she takes her meal break and she shares that with us sometimes and she will critique and give um, feedback on the places that she tries and I love having lunch with Rhoda. Um, one day I will will be in a car with her when she's doing it. Uh, that's, my, that's my goal. So, um, so I wanted Rhoda to be here because um, she has an insight to food that I, I love. So, yeah. And then Lauren Corum is um, my neighbor from down the street. We have not actually known each other for that long, but um, we are long lost soul sisters. So we definitely are kindred spirits um and lauren also has a cookie business and is um the opposite of my <laughs> yours are the most beautiful like artistic <laughs> creations they taste lovely lovely too <laughs> but they are works of art Thank so you. and your business is so baked yeah lauren so baked by lauren you can find me on instagram possibilities are endless that painting I know. It's a several thing. Oh, yeah. I know. That's kind of that's kind of the point. If you know, you know. Yeah. Some people. Yay! Yeah. I think everyone at this table. Knows. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad. You're what? gonna be my new best friend. <laughs> and then our final final guest for tonight is Jennifer or Braddy. You know, it's whatever. It's. I there's I have so many names. Yeah, Daddy Colin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll go with Jennifer. We'll and go then, with Jennifer tonight. And then we'll, we'll we can talk about these other names. Um, or I'm well, I'm going to say Braddy because that's just yeah. what's going to end up. It's just um, easier. I asked Braddy to be here um, because everyone around this table knows Braddy of Braddy's bites. So um, Braddy took her love of baking and and actually started a business. Two, three years ago? Three years ago. Three years mm. ago. Um, and she does everything from cakes to pies to cupcakes. Um, she's baked many of things for us. So um, so she has an insight to desserts, um, I think, that um, more than any of us, mm-hmm. since it's mm-hmm. kind of what she does is, um, is desserts. My love <laughs> of baking comes from my grandmother and comes from 4-H actually and uh i won my first contest fourth grade for baking bread there and then that just started ever since i got out of it a little bit and then just i just love it so much it's very very cathartic and uh, very healing for people and i love to just i love giving people food and watching them on their face and knowing that i'm making somebody happy Mm -hmm. there 
I may not make people happy in other ways, but I can definitely do that with food. And thank you so much for having me here. Thanks for being here. So what people can't see is um, there's actual food in front of us. So um, I, I want our <laughs> listeners to know that part of the evening you're going to get to hear us eat. So I just I want um, that everyone to be aware of that because um, with conversation or with food comes conversation. And, and that's going to be the, the backbone of, of this. So... Um, what we did tonight is we asked each person to bring a dessert that evoked some kind of memory, a childhood memory, a love memory, a friendship memory, whatever it is. Um, so we are actually going to pick back up with Jordan and oh, we're going to go around and, and you're going to tell us what you brought, why you brought it, and give us some insight into what goes into it. So... Uh... For those who know me and are listening to this, uh, you will not be surprised to know that I made pound cakes. Um, <laughs> I this is my mom's recipe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, go yeah, ahead and count. Um, I lovingly call this Shirley's pound cakes. Good old Shirley. Um, Shirley. <laughs> Shirley. Shirley is Shirley Caldwell. Yeah, huh? yeah that's Shirley my mom. And she's. A badass. She's yeah, the best. She's How many she the, 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 the literal best. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so my family is just full of a lot of bakers. We definitely are a any excuse to get together and cook and to have fellowship and to feed one another is just kind of what we do. Um, and my mom's like dish that she's always asked for is pound cakes and so I was like when I thought I was grown I was like I'm gonna try to make pound cakes and just see what happens um and so I made them a couple of times and I was like I think they're okay my friends thought they were okay um my husband Kay thought they were pretty good and he was like I think it's time for you to make some and give them to Shirley I was like I don't know if I'm ready but okay that's fine we'll do it um so I made them for her once, and she was like, cool, so you're going to start making these for holidays. I'm now passing this off. And so clearly I was like, well, they're good enough for Shirley to pass them off. So I feel like they're – it's the only recipe that I know by heart, that I don't have to, like, look at anything. It, I feel like it's really – good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I feel like it's – I feel like a lot of people make the joke of you you cook until you hear your ancestors go, okay, and that's definitely how I make this cake. I'm just Aww. like, oh, uh, I know it's like three cups of sugar, but it's like, oh, until grandma says, it's just stop. Oh, that's I that's how it. I make I the cake. Say, that's, oh, that, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's why it's just so good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people say mm. cooking, mm-hmm. you don't, it's, there's there's a recipe, but you don't have to follow, you can, can change mm-hmm. it. But that baking, more there's more of a science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that's true, or do you do you think that you there is some room to? I think it depends on how many times you've made a recipe. I feel like this is something that I have made so many times now that I can just know in my heart, like okay, I know that I need to add. Like you can't add like seven eggs if you need to add six. Like that that is different, but like. A measuring cup is just a vessel more than like actual measurements like that I feel like baking is kind of a science but it's more of just follow your heart mm-hmm. I feel like your ancestor might have known what they were doing too so. oh no they they absolutely did no on both of my parents side yeah. like 
like my my grandma and like my aunt Cardi and my aunt Jackie all all of them were wonderful women that knew how to cook and showed me how to cook like at a very young age and just instilled at a very young age like how important it is to put your heart and soul into everything that you make for people. That's awesome. So, that's Are you from day. here? Um, I was born in Florida, but my I was raised here. Okay. My dad's from Spring City, Same. Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, the, I I don't know everyone here really at all, so I might <laughs> yeah. be like, yeah. like I don't. Yeah, so I might have some questions. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Ask me questions. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> your original pound cake is good, but my yeah. my favorite pound cake you make, yeah. Is a pineapple upside down. Pineapple. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, that one's pretty good too. Upside yeah, down. and I was if I was debating on making a Jack Daniel glaze, I just didn't think about it. Oh, well, yeah. we I didn't, t- I didn't have the time. This. I know. Mm. Yeah. Now so next time. Yeah, it. next time. Jordan, for future reference, my fa- absolute favorite is pineapple upside down. Yeah. And I won't make it for myself. So, I bet. Uh, <laughs> okay, bet Scorpio right. baby. All right. I bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's too far away from me. I'm going to just make it for you before your birthday. Well, you know, Mother's Day's coming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Totally. St. Patrick's Exactly. Day. Valentine's Day. Well, We're neighbors as well. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Heard. Noted. So that's both the ends. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pineapple Upside Down is my favorite. It's not what I brought tonight. I brought something different for a different reason, but Pineapple Upside Down is my favorite. Oh, I, I love can, it, too. I can eat a whole And I forget about it. It's not something that you... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm it's the only awesome. one in my family that eats it, so I don't ever get it unless yeah. Bridie makes it for me. Or you <laughs> get it at the Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I was so sad when they got rid of it. So sad. I, like, the moment they announced they were bringing it back, I immediately texted him because I knew. I knew I it was it. a good day. My favorite. Tracy, what did you bring tonight? So, um, as Dustin lovingly said, I'm, uh, I'll am i try anything once. I love food. Um, I am not a baker. I am not a very good cook. Um, I am lucky to know so many fabulous bakers and cooks. But um, So I brought um, a dessert that I grew up with. So it is Mayfield's chocolate chip ice cream topped with Lay's potato chips. Okay, it's good. It's I love good. a salty and sweet mm-hmm. combination. Same, same. I love dessert, but I also like the things that I crave are savory and salty. I feel like you would want one of these after Lauren's cookies. And um, <laughs> this does seem like a. And I don't know this thought of when I was asked, a certain... like, what dessert evokes a memory. This is the first thing that came to mind because it makes me think of summertime it makes me think of like sitting out on the patio like after having like a couple hot dogs off the grill and then having this for dessert like I was always really proud of like telling my friends about this like my family does something weird and unique and we eat potato chips or chocolate chip ice cream was it an accident or what do you remember I think I think it originated so my grandparents were not are not my biological grandparents and my godmother's uh parents that like were there that were my grandparents and I think that it was their thing and I think it just sort of like became our thing collectively. It reminds me of um fries in the frosting. Yeah, I was yes. 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 that was the yeah. first thing I, I thought mean, of. Yeah. It's a classic combo. See, I don't like that and I don't typically with my ice cream I just like a plain ice cream. I don't like things in my ice cream, but um 
I also have a uh, memory with Mayfield's ice cream specifically, not potato chips, but I think it's funny because we grew up in the same town and went to the we same sure school did. and all this stuff and didn't know each other. Because um, one of us is a little bit older than the other, but I won't say which is which. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I grew up eating uh, Mayfield's chocolate ice cream with milk poured over it, mm-hmm. which is like delicious because it creates like this little thin layer of ice. And it's, yeah. Also delicious if you put like some kind of cereal and put like a scoop of ice cream in your cereal. Like it's amazing. Stop your oh, mouth. That's how okay. Kate eats his like, ice cream. Fruit like or something like tomorrow. that. Tomorrow. Like junk Morning. cereal. Yeah, it's delicious. John pours milk over his ice cream. Yes, can we yeah. move on to this? So you just <laughs> a little bit of milk. <laughs> Onto yeah. the ice cream, mm-hmm. and then my, my sister and like I used a to Coke Flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically like a milkshake, but yeah. not blended. It's not blended. Yeah. yeah, and it creates like a little thin layer of ice on the ice cream when the, you the, like, the milk mm-hmm. like yes. freezes yes. when it comes there. It's delicious. Have you ever had ice milk? Yeah, like milk with just ice in it. No, 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 no. So I'm from Nashville, and the big plate like Mayfield is here. Purity mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. in Nashville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it is anymore. It's been a long time since I've been there. But they made a thing called ice milk. And it was exactly what it was. Frozen milk. With a little bit of flavoring in it. Mm. And that's what... if It was on the lower side of the... You know, in the ice cream aisle. And growing up poor, if you wanted a dessert, that's how you got it. Was the little thing of ice milk. But to me, it tastes... Just like ice cream. So I'm going to have to try that trick and see if I can unjar a memory there. Talk about ice cream. <laughs> Hand dip or soft serve? Oh, hard dip all the way. Yeah. I say that as someone who worked in soft serve for six years, though. So I love a soft serve. I love me a good Dairy Queen chocolate dipped cone. Butterscotch dip is my favorite from Dairy What's Queen. What's great? Is the chocolate? They used to, some Dairy Queens have chocolate ice cream. The Dairy Queen I worked at had chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream dipped in butterscotch mm-hmm. is like life changing. Yeah. Some of them have cherry dip, and you can get chocolate ice cream dipped in cherry. Yeah. Too. Mm. Ch- the cherry dip is oh. not too many carry that. I don't like chocolate ice cream, so I, I like vanilla. But if you're nice enough to the worker, they'll dip it in chocolate and then dip it in the butterscotch. It's a no-no, but if, you, if you're not enough for Do you get it every time? Do they do it for you every time? Not every time. He's so sweet. I was, that's what I'm saying. I would. If I were <laughs> Yeah, I would give you that every, every time. time. Yeah. Every time. We used to have a lady who would come through our drive-thru, and she would get a large Diet Coke with a shot of chocolate syrup in it. Oh, whoa. I wish I was making that up. I mean, it's been 20 years. Did you I'm, ever try it? Never. Yes, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that it, is, that, it doesn't so sound good, good but it I, was like you know. you know, like fifties, like soda fountain esque. You know what I mean? I'm sure it was like a throwback to her childhood, but that doesn't mean it tasted good. So. Yeah, <laughs> there is no. something called, and I think they drink them or or eat them. I don't know. Up north, called it like an egg cream or something. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love yeah. an egg cream. You can get it at South Press. You can get it at um, Corner Fifteen. But too. is that mm-hmm. not the same sort of thing? Isn't it soda and like a syrupy thing together, and maybe like a little. What what is it? Maybe I'm not thinking about the right thing. It is like an Italian soda with cream in it, but like maybe this it's is different. It's different than diet coke and chocolate syrup. Well, maybe that's <laughs> just, <laughs> just the southern egg cream. 
that diet coke and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's where you're from. The diet and then the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello. 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 good job, lady. <laughs> I mean, go all in. Speaking of soft serve, so I went to college at Berea, in Berea College in Kentucky, and um, there was this like little mom and pop general store gas station in the middle of nowhere just surrounded by farm um that we would most of us didn't have cars there wasn't enough parking spaces at college because it was so small that um we like one of us had a car so we all would pile in way too many people the car safely but we would all pile in good job ready and um we went because they had this really, really high-tech soft-serve machine that had, like, 300-something flavors in it, and you could get a combination of any of those flavors. So you could make just your standard soft-serve cone, but it could be, like, German chocolate cake oh. or chocolate-covered wow. strawberry. Wow. Did it live up, it lived up to the high? Oh, and every combination was delicious. And you, like, never really knew what color it was going to be. <laughs> but, like, That's we funny. would go, and it was, like, 75 cents. Is this what? place still there? I don't know. We well, Maybe we should just drive it and see. No, it's two hours north. But it was, what was magical. The the... Couldn't tell Shop? you. <laughs> but there's not a lot in that area. So. No, really hard to find. I know exactly where it is, so I'll, I'll I'll look it up later. But yeah, it was amazing. Oh, so is that your amazing. favorite ice cream place, or what's your favorite ice cream it's place now? My favorite now? ice cream place. <laughs> you know. That well, you it's know weird that, that a small town like that so, has oh, you said a yeah, machine like yeah. that that I've never heard of anywhere else. I would say. I mean, mint chocolate chip is my favorite, like, flavor. Like, regardless of who makes it, where I get it, like, that's a go-to for me. But I would say that my favorite ice cream is Jenny's Goat Cheese and Cherry. Oh, yeah. I haven't Ooh. tried that flavor. It is really I good. Jenny's is so No. I just Jenny's recently, makes a I just recently <laughs> found out about Jenny's. Yeah. So, um, I, I have to be in a mood for ice cream. And I only want ice cream when it's cold. Really? Which is you mean, weird. Yeah, when it's cold yeah. outside. Me too. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Like I thought you meant ice cream. That's what I was like. <laughs> no, I. Do you uh, that's melt it? My preferred time to eat it it's is. It's too hot to eat in the summer. You gotta it get sick. Well, also you gotta get sick. You want to eat dairy on a hot summer that's day? That's very no. true. You're right. I've had ice cream. Yeah, yeah you want sorbet and like walk around yeah. and then like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we. Oh no! No, go ahead. I was just saying. Should we do the ones that are called like Brandy's maybe yeah. since it was oh since she's she's fallen? What did you bring, Brandy? I brought just a simple lemon pie. This is three ingredients uh, with homemade whipped cream on top. Uh, my granny used to make this all the time. Mm-hmm. I used to I would make the crust for her and she would make the filling. Mm. But it mm. it's so easy. So it got some condensed milk in it? It does. It is um, lemon juice from five lemons, condensed milk, and three egg yolks. So I had a a conversation with this man yesterday at work. Or not yesterday. On um, Thursday at work. He was bringing up those things. And Mm -hmm. he was telling me that he was getting ready to make that lemon um, pie. And told me the exact same thing. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I the easiest the line thing. That is exact. I mean, pretty much the exact same way. I love. But let me tell you this: you posted a picture of it today, and I was scrolling through Instagram for the like five minutes that I actually sat down today, and I saw it, and I thought it was like like one of my like fancy food things that I follow, and I was like, oh, it was. Yeah, it was together when I saw it that like, oh, she's bringing that to my house tonight. I was like, that's gorgeous. <laughs> that you get to eat it later. I get to eat it, yes. Where well, do you, uh, those that ask the bake, where do you find the inspiration for when you make things? It, it, especially when you're decorating things. I mean, I go online. I mean, I feel yeah. like, I don't ever like take exactly, but I will like, <laughs> make stuff nice. Oh, I'll take it. Exactly. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. And since I do custom stuff, yeah. people have really specific things that they want me to do in general. And I... What's the weirdest thing you ever did? So far, I haven't gotten to do anything too... Like, most of my stuff... Those Halloween cookies that you made with the bride... Oh, yes. Forks, okay, so somebody renewed their vows on Halloween. And mm -hmm. they sent me... I don't know if it was an imitation or, like, where they got the clip art, but it was this very, like, gothic-looking two skeletons. I mean, obvious, but dancing in a forest around, like, a campfire, and there were pumpkins in the background, and it was just, like, a black-and-white sketch. And I have a projector, so I used the projector and did the skeletons dancing on the cookies, and it was, it looked I'm gonna brag. It was brag. you. It was. It was, it was so several. cool. That's the cookie I always But that was those. Those <laughs> people gave me that to work off of. Most people for me give me like mm -hmm. a birth, an invitation to the party, or whatever the graphic they use to, you know, promote the event or whatever. And, and then, then you have to come up with things. Take on it your off own. that. Okay. Yeah. And hope that they like it. Yes, and mo but most people have knock wood, have been really okay with like creative freedom. I haven't had anybody who's been like, you're good at That's it. not really what I was wanting. I mean, it'll happen. I'm How sure, many but... naughty cookies have you made? I haven't made any. She needs yes. to make some naughty cookies. That's what I mean. I'm like, I was about to get into this spiel about like, my clientele is amazing. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I do a lot of kids parties and baby showers and weddings and that's all fun and awesome and I can be creative with that but like, give me some Crazy I know shit. people. I'll she get you. Yeah. Look at, I'll I mean, I the people at this table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we all want to. You know these people. Boy, howdy. Do we What's have your a boundary? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do not have any. That's why I mean, no. okay. it is no. truly the possibilities are endless. I am not. A, I do not care. I am very open minded to all, any and all. So just you, have, you tell me. Do we have a timestamp on that? <laughs> Legal purposes. Yeah. No, it's so funny. Like, Dustin, you mentioned I hang out with the Rainbow Teens. And Chrissy, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but every once in a while the teens will get into a conversation and I can see them, like, slowly look over at me to see if they're going to get a reaction from me. Uh -huh. And every time I remind them, I said, there is literally nothing you can say uh -huh. that's going <laughs> to shock me. Yes. Just, just. And they keep trying. And it's just, there's, it's just, just. not going to happen. Yep. <laughs> That's I say the same thing. <laughs> but yeah. they do try. They keep they trying. They sure do. Yeah. Also, uh, pro tip: put a little bit of this uh, lemon pie on some mm. of the pound cake. Oh, oh. I ate my lemon pie. <laughs> 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 Baby, here you go. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, do you want to bite? Since you were talking about your cookies, why don't yeah, you tell us what you brought? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, you didn't bring did a cookie. Not bring my cookies. Okay. Um, but so you know the idea was to bring something that like nostalgia or what have you or something from childhood and this is not a sob story whatsoever but my parents were just not real big cooks and we did not communicate through food like it was just we were it was you know box mac and cheese and get you some cookies out of the chips ahoy bag and there you go so like i don't have any of that i don't i truly do not grandparents nobody was really we just weren't i don't know what happened there but that ball was dropped but when I met my husband and I was living here I moved up here and his family is like the quintessential in my mind like southern family every Sunday get together eat a meal that looks like it could rival Thanksgiving yeah. you know table is full most likely his mama has done all of it herself but sometimes other people would bring things in but anyway Honestly, that's why I married my second husband, was for, <laughs> for his that. family. Yes, yes. For, for family and for just fellowship. I'm not even kidding. I mean. Did you come from kind of a little bit of a distant, uh, my family, we're just real detached. I don't know, I don't know what it is. My sister and I are real tight, but the I just rest came of us from a really so just, you know, borderline abusive kind of home yeah, and, I, you know, yes, poor you. and just all this and just wanted to just get out. Right. So I did not have that family. So when I met my second husband i mean they were like that yeah. the quintessential you know farm family family is super freaking important sunday dinners you know every holiday together Same. and everything and i just fell in love with it i actually love i loved the family more than i loved him i hate to say that <laughs> i mean we're, we're all past that now <laughs> we've been divorced for a long time okay um but just it's still I'd still miss his family. Yeah. Like, his sisters are still my friends and stuff like that. And I did not mean to interrupt no, you. No, your you're story. just saying I just you're, know, you're relating. I know, I know. where you're coming and from. My husband and I are still together. We don't yeah. see them as much since COVID and his grandfather passed away. Not because, not, right. nothing related to that, but those two things kind of just disbanded everybody a little bit. So it's, it's kind of a bummer. I'm actually going to a baby shower this weekend for one of his cousins. So I get to see a lot of people, but. Anyway, yeah, they just, they, and the way all, m most of the women in his family, the way they connect to you with, like, love is to give you food. And always want to know, have you had enough to eat? Yeah. Are you hungry? Like, that's their, like, love language. Isn't that so, a southern thing? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I grew up in the south, but <laughs> we didn't have that. But you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Mama used to make cherry yum yum and i don't know if y'all have ever heard of that yeah. 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 i had never heard yeah. of that but apparently it is a thing and it is essentially like you know a no-bake cherry cheesecake but it does have something in it that i had never heard of called dream whip mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is a powdered whipped cream thing which i was like i don't know is this something that justin's mamma's been hoarding since <laughs> you know i don't am i gonna be able to find this and so they had it at kroger and uh i don't know this was just one of the things that she made one of the many things that she made that i always like kind of latched on to so that's and i <laughs> i brought the church cookbook that it came I mean, from yeah y'all if y'all i mean if you have some time here in a little bit, if you want to pass it around and look at it, it has some of the most 
like hilarious things in it, like three ingredient things, like take a cantaloupe, scoop out the seeds, and put in some vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. I don't mean, and the word recipe is real nice, but also that sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many of them that I've looked yeah, at, and I was like, oh, that's just that and that mixed together? That sounds fantastic and easy to access and, like, whatever. They also crack me up because I'm sure it's like I don't think anybody wanted to be left. Whoever compiled all these recipes didn't want anybody to be left out because there's like five recipes in here alone for the cherry yum yum. <laughs> there's Watergate salad in there too. So it's just, I thought it was cute and Does sweet. anybody collect uh, cookbooks? My mom does. My mom does. And that, when I was little, that was my favorite. I would just sit down with her cookbook and just look through them. I mean, I would spend hours. I wish they When I go to the, the uh, thrift store, I look for those specifically. Yeah. The, the church old, cookbooks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Old church cookbooks. Yeah. Because there is a wealth of knowledge in there. <laughs> Have yes. you seen the guy on TikTok who makes the old yes. recipe? I can't think of what his name is, but it cracks me up because he will take old cookbooks and make the like pre-war war, yeah. recipes mm-hmm. yeah and watching his reaction to these yeah, yeah I can't think but of what some of them, them are delicious Just, like some of them he's like and oh some my gosh not. and some of them are not and some of them are not but that's always the fun of it is like right. is it going to be good or is I it think not anything yeah. encased in jello is probably not going to be very good is it a lot of that <laughs> No, it's, so, it. it's a lot of like Civil War area kind of type mm. recipes, things that most of it's stuff that you would never, we would not even Like eat putting today. baked beans in a pie or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yes, but that's exactly whatever they had access yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of them are very few ingredients because yeah. it was only, what, the only thing what they had. you get your yeah. hands on. But yeah. some of the best stuff or comes like, from that. Or like depression era recipes yeah. where it's like there's two we have two things in the house. What can we make? How many different things can we make yeah. with this? Yeah. Who's done that? Oh. I mean, who hasn't done that? Mm-hmm. Especially being like maybe a poor college student or something like mm-hmm. that. Okay, here's what I've got in the cabinet. I need to eat. Or last week, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. College or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. I mean <laughs> all of the above. come to my house. <laughs> all right, Rhoda. What did you bring? Okay, so um, I brought a southern staple. Um, that was something that my grandmother used to make, of course. I grew up in a family where um, my grandmother was definitely the matriarch of the family, and she cooked for everybody. And um, I was uh, an only child to a single parent, so I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. She is um, more or less like my second parental figure to me. And um, it's a risky click because it's got coconut and nuts in it, which a lot of people don't like. Um, and it's something I myself didn't like until I started eating these um, Hello Dollies, as they are called oh. affectionately. Um, also known as Magic Cookie Bars and Seven Layer Bars, but those names are both wrong. They're called <laughs> Hello Dollies. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, you so, are correct. They're in here, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they are. They are in the cookbook. They Each are. one of those. Yes. 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 yes, all three of those. Um, they are so easy to make, and you can make um, different variations, um, but it's basically just a graham cracker crust uh, with uh, semi-sweet chocolate chips, butterscotch chips, shredded coconut, 
uh, pecans, and then sweetened condensed milk poured over top and baked. Mm. And uh, the oh, trick, yeah, only yeah, trick yeah. that you have to know is that you need to let them cool completely, 100%, like overnight before you even try to cut into them. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. I always forget that these are called Hello Dollies. When Chrissy said that's what you brought, I'm like, what is that? And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. It's a classic, a southern like classic. It totally just, is. You can't go wrong. It's funny because um, before I came over, I I guess that I haven't made these in a long time. Um, but I I buy them sometimes at like Food City. We'll have them like a little candy selection, but they're just not as good even though they're made there they almost taste processed still like and a lot of their stuff doesn't taste like that in their bakery their bakery's pretty good but um my girlfriend tried one earlier and she was like i have to have another one and then she was like do you want to split one with me and i'm like whoa you need to <laughs> i was like well calm down girl you know but um she went from like not really having any interest in them to being like oh my god these are so good and I'm they're like, really good like, they they're are so yes. easy to make yes. so uh, yeah. easy to make i think they're like can convert uh non-coconut uh, people. They, they can. It's, it was definitely a gateway for me. Yeah. A coconut mm-hmm. gateway for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you could do like, you could do um, peanut butter instead of butterscotch. You could do walnuts. You know, there's all kinds of different... Oh, I forgot. So there's butterscotch in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. butterscotch chips. And, and and my girlfriend earlier even mentioned, she was like, oh, this would be good if you put like, had like a, like a thin brownie Mm. Oh, yeah. on the bottom. They make like, me think of blondies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. That's what I make. What I make a butterscotch brownie that's got like marshmallows and chocolate chips. Yeah, and Gosh. it tastes like that. Kind of butterscotch flavor. is also another like kind of polarizing flavor. Like I don't think everybody loves yeah. that, but boy, it is so good. And it's one yeah. of those things you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yes, you mentioned that earlier, and I was thinking like I love butterscotch. Yeah, anytime I'm somewhere I, I see butterscotch as a dessert, uh, my mom makes me a butterscotch pie every year for my birthday. Mm. I've ever had butterscotch pie. Oh, it's so good. Butterscotch pudding. Yes, butterscotch pudding. Yeah, butterscotch pudding. Mm. That, butterscotch that's what butterscotch pie is. Monkey bread. It's kind of like a thick like pudding <laughs> with a meringue on it. Butterscotch pie. And yeah. it's oh, also like a meringue butter. Yeah. Uh, okay. No one gets it but, oh. but me. Well, I, I was just having this conversation earlier with Kim and she was devouring um, <laughs> cookie bars about how, I think, you know, butterscotch people tend to think like old people, old lady, old fashioned, you know, um, they think those little round butterscotch disc candies, which, you know, are like not your favorite when you're a kid, but butterscotch has such a rich flavor profile, like it's just, it's so good and you, it's something I don't think you can really appreciate until you get a little bit older. I agree. Does everyone, who has a favorite dessert bar? Oh, lemon. Lemon yeah, bars lemon all bar. the way. I love chess bars. I love chess, I love bars. chess yeah. bars too. Not lemon. I love lemon desserts, but when I want a chess bar, I want it, I want that like gelatinous, mm-hmm. sugar, creamy mm-hmm. bite. I don't want the lemon in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love a lemon bar too, but chess bar is mm-hmm. definitely. Mine are not butters, but mine. They've, did you, they're mama you bars know. now, but they've been mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. They've had the several lives. <laughs> they used several to be foodie bars. What's a flavor that you just, you're just not going to do? That licorice. Just, mm-hmm. I like licorice. Like, I'm okay I love licorice black jelly too. beans. Me too. I was always mm-hmm. the kid in school that everybody gave yeah, me their black. Yep. yep. Same. Well, but not black everybody black. can be right all the time. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, I, I'm when it comes to dessert, like I'm 
I'll do it, but chocolate's not my go-to. Same. So it'll be the last thing that I... What's your go-to? Yeah, what? Butterscotch? Pineapple upside down. I'm not really picky about any of this. So, I don't like maple stuff. My podcast host, I'll say her name, I don't care, Gail Grantham. Uh-oh. I made... A raspberry tart one time and brought it over to her house. Oh my god, you would have thought that it was dog shit. I said it in front of her. She goes, I'm not eating that. Is that raspberry? And I said, Yeah. And she goes, I hate raspberries. It's awful. And I mean, she was, y'all know, oh, y'all know Gail, (laughs) determined. And it's a running joke now, but I was seriously offended (laughs) when she said that. But she cannot stand. Anything raspberry at all? I do too. That's my favorite berry. That's yes, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever met option. anybody that had such an yeah. aversion. Yeah. 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 Okay, you get all the raspberry stuff. Yeah. See, John doesn't like fruit in his mm. dessert. Neither does Daniel. Not having really? any part of it. Now he no. loves he loves cherry pie filling, and he but he only wants it in a cherry pie. Yep. He doesn't want it any other way. He doesn't want any other fruit in any kind of I, dessert. I can understand that. I think seeds can be weird if, yeah. if there's a lot of seeds yeah. in a fruit. A lot of people don't like hot fruit. I think that's a, oh, that's 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 true a too. real thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't like it hot. That's, yeah. yeah. I, am, I guess I am a little weird about that. But. Mm-hmm. And it's a texture thing. It mm-hmm. just can be like a strange texture when it's yeah something. Well, talking about fruit, what is your favorite? Well, well pie or cobbler? Cobbler. cobbler. Uh-huh. What's your favorite cobbler? Peach. Oh, Kim makes this really great peach one that our sound mm. engineer should come over sometimes as we can make it vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into a little bit more of that because people do want vegan things. I just, I'm trying to figure out, you know, like the taste level there because sometimes mm-hmm. vegan things don't taste that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to be able to offer something to someone I have a okay. great chocolate cake recipe for you. Um, okay. And the, you'll never believe it, but the icing is two things, um, dairy-free chocolate chips and tofu. And you would never believe it. And you're talking, oh. if the cake has coffee in it, it's yeah. thick, rich, fudgy, it's delicious. You, <laughs> you would be hard-pressed to find anybody that would be able to tell the difference in a taste test if you did not tell them what was in the I will cake. have to. So I will, I will send that to you. I've made several um, red velvet vegan cakes and gluten-free cake. I think gluten-free is really hard to make. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, and the flour tends to be expensive mm-hmm. when it's gluten-free. And that, that's another question, too, for those that, that have businesses and the prices are going up on certain things, on things to make things. Are you having to adjust your prices within there? I just... I just feel awful for having to do that, but it's a necessary evil. You know, you got to make some kind of money. Mm -hmm. I I think most people have been understanding about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would rather Mm -hmm. pay somebody a little bit extra locally than pay like double. I feel like some of my groceries have doubled. You know what I mean? So it's like it's different when you're paying like all that inflation, quote unquote inflation, quote unquote things are shortage. I don't even know how much of that's true or real anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. But someone local, like, you got to change your prices, you got to change your prices, you know? Yeah. 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 
happens. E- eggs are coming back down in price. Yes, yes, um, they are. They're, they're was, figuring it out. Well, there was a, a the bird flu yeah. um, mm-hmm. hit three of the largest producers of eggs, and so that's why, yeah. like overnight, it jumped and because we we go through a lot of eggs at our house and and i was like oh no we can't do this anymore <laughs> no um so but um yes inside eggs are, are pricings are coming back down so you know um we have chickens at my house and our chickens have had to dwindle down you know it, it just happens chicken hawks and foxes and things like that so we only had um three chicks left and then a rooster so we decided to go get some more um, chickens. We went to go pick them up and see more. Uh, this is probably two or three weeks ago. And the gentleman, the farm that we got them from, said that they had sold 1,100 birds in two days. Wow. With people getting for um, the eggs because of eggs. And like we were like, that's crazy. Like We basically bought like the rest of the chickens he had. That's crazy, but... I mean, they're sitting like kings right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you go in the store, you'll see a lot of more local mm-hmm. um, eggs are, are cheaper than yeah. the mm-hmm. mass ones because of, because of that reason. So. Yeah. Christy, what did you bring? Okay, so listen, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is real talk. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to make something like Lauren. I knew I wanted to make something that my mother-in-law um, the came from my mother-in-law. Um, she is such a huge part of our lives and has always just is salt of the earth. And she has Alzheimer's and um, hasn't really been with us in the same capacity for several years now. Um, and so I've taken on like baking all of her desserts and everything. And so originally I wanted to make y'all her fudge, which <laughs> my kids thought was like a family recipe and like, you know, coveted only May May made it and then I started making it and then like we were the only ones like no you know. And then they realized last year when I was making it, when I they walked in the kitchen they were like, Oh, that's just the Jiffy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I was gonna tell Everybody's you that. My, same thing. My brother did the same thing. It was like this coveted recipe and before she died she was just like it's the recipe on the yes. marshmallow <laughs> cream. I, I, I don't like, think there's up. anyone or Jet Puff or whatever. Yeah, everybody's fudge is that. Or a well, variation so I grew of that. Every good my fudge. Grandfather, <laughs> yeah. I grew up, my grandfather made it like in an iron skillet, like from scratch. And like, no, my sister was the only one that was ever able to like learn from him how to make it. It was such a pain. You had to and stir it. Yeah. And you did. Wow. My granny did it. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> anyway. Her fudge was the thing. And then she also made these other cookies called doo-doo cookies. You know, like the oatmeal oh, peanut oh, butter yeah. cookies. Mm-hmm. They, she called uh, them doo-doo cookies. Cow well, did, no, cow she did. Cow she was way yeah. too pure and sweet. <laughs> okay. everything and we called them cow patties. cookies. Yeah, no yeah. yeah. she but would I say like no bake cookies. And she, Daniel would always say doo-doo. And she would be like, don't say that. So, anyway, that was my goal. I was originally going to make that. And life has just been super crazy. And then I was like... Working on a recipe for a cookie named after Jocelyn, and Aww. so it's a peanut butter cookie. And actually, somebody this weekend was like, "You should call it the PB and Jocelyn." And I was like, uh, "I think so." Uh-oh. So anyway, I heard my mother-in-law say to me as I was like beating myself up about not being able to have time. I heard my mother-in-law say, "Go make 
a cookie and be quiet and yeah. you go tell them. Because she's taught me how to care for myself. Like, she taught cool. me how to ask for help and to slow down and, like, smell the roses. And so, so that's what I did. I didn't make her fudge. And I made this cookie instead because I needed to get it done. Oh. So tell us about so, the cookie. Yeah. So Jocelyn's, I, I did a post the other day and asked uh, my customer base, like, what um, cookie flavor Jocelyn would be. And I got all kinds of answers, like sweet, spicy, like whatever. But she was yeah. like, peanut butter, white chocolate latte is what I drink every day. And so I was like, okay. Mm. So I like it better than our other chocolate chip cookie. I mean, our other peanut butter cookie. And it's not. I love the salt content in your cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's my favorite. I know. It's very good. And then this one has... That heart on top of it is like a Reese's heart. I was going to say, that's a Reese's heart. Yeah. I know that. I did. Mm-hmm. It confirmed. It's a seasonal Reese's heart. Yeah. The best ones. Yep. Yes. It's a and different it, recipe. They're made in a different factory. Well, they and it's better. the peanut butter to chocolate ratio is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a it's the same thing with the eggs. Like the Reese's mm-hmm. eggs are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the trees. Any, and the trees. Any, any seasonal oh, Reese's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is the first go around. I don't know if... Mm. I'm, I'm, y'all can tell me if I need to tweak well, it. Well, I'm not nope. a big peanut butter fan, but these are very, very good. They are. Mm. I love mm-hmm. peanut butter. I love peanut butter. And I love Who's the go-to your me? other one. But the yeah. other one's more peanut buttery. Mm-hmm. The, this is a good like balance for people that might not See, love I thought the other one was too peanut buttery for me. Like it was. Yeah, too... I remember you saying that. But I'm like, a, I love peanut butter. So yeah. I could... But yeah. this is a nice little step down from the ultra yeah. peanut butter one. Yes. Do you always put a receipt on top of it or is that just for well, Valentine's? I feel like if I can get the I don't know. We'll see. I like it with a white chocolate something. Or like one of those white chocolate thins on top of it would be cute. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of hard to find though. I have had a hard time finding them this go round. What's everyone's favorite cookie? Snickerdoodle. Oh, I love, love a Snickerdoodle. Listen, my new strawberry cookie I have, I can't. Oh, that yeah. That strawberry that cheesecake so one? so good. It didn't have any cheesecake in it, but it was uh, Well, I... Or Yeah, or, yes. or, yeah. It, it makes so me think of strawberry cheesecake, so... I have yeah. two. It's white chocolate macadamia nut. Mm-hmm. Or... I love a good oatmeal raisin cookie. I was going to say oatmeal oh. chocolate chip. Now I mean, that's something polarizing I too. I haven't meaning to ask you if you ever did that. Is it because it's you feel like it's polarizing? Because my husband thinks that oatmeal raisin is like spawn of the devil. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and you're right that there are a lot of people that do feel that way. It's a lot. His whole thing is like I bite into it. And like oatmeal chocolate chip is one thing. Like but then you. I bite into it and I see a raisin. And I'm like, Why? I, if you spice it right, no, I love I that. Love kind of a cinnamon-y. I do like a cinnamony cookie. Yeah, I love oatmeal. I made oatmeal cream pies one year, and <gasps> Ooh, yum. they I were. Like he grew up eating oatmeal cream pies, and he likes those. So, I, is it the raisins? I think it's the raisins. That's, raisin. that's what John. I'm yeah. the opposite. I like an oatmeal raisin cookie, but I don't like an oatmeal cream pie <gasps> because because the raisin is artificial. <laughs> I can like t- it tastes medicinal to me. Mm. Uh huh. Like it, yeah. t- the fake, the artificialness of it. I don't. Like. I mean, like that's kind of like little Debbie, though. If- you're right. You're right. <laughs> but there's just something Trust about me, it. I know. Yeah, I know you. Do. <laughs> it's 
crispy cookie or a soft cookie? Soft, soft cookie. With Unless it's an Oreo. Yeah, but really so so but here's the thing it's specific for my favorite cookie though my mom makes the best oatmeal pecan butterscotch cookies in the entire world yeah. and they're crispy and they're so delicious are they kind of i know it <laughs> I'm going yeah, with yeah, they're they're, they're chewy and crunchy, like <laughs> the middle. And yeah, and that's, 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 that's really where it's at. Yeah, when the middle is chewy. Yeah, and, the and outside. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I'm just telling all of her secrets, but like, yeah, no, it's just all of my favorite stuff just comes from her, and they're bomb. And I'm gonna ask her now to make some of these because I want some. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I'll divulge some not-so-secret secrets that are, like, the only three things I know about baking, and I'm sure y'all all agree with me. One is sift your flour. Mm-hmm. Two is refrigerate your cookie dough. Mm-hmm. And three is don't overbake your cookies. Mm-hmm. They don't look like they ain't done, mm-hmm. but they done. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Point out three minutes before it's supposed to be. That's my, yeah. my perfect cookie. Yeah. It's like eggs. They'll finish on their own. Agreed. Mm-hmm. If people saw what my cookies looked like when they come out of the oven, they would be like, no way. (laughs) They literally look like they're seared. (laughs) Like, barely cooked. But then when they... Yeah. Your cookies have that perfect, like, chewy, crunchy balance. Yes. It's like, I don't like a lot of chocolate dessert, but I love brownies. Um, But the Great American Cookie Company has that chocolate, chewy, supreme cookie. I could eat my weight in because it's like a brownie and a cookie, but it is just soft all the way around. Mm. Tomato Head makes a, I forget what it's called. It's like triple chocolate something. It's like, it's not special, but it's got milk chocolate, white chocolate, and dark chocolate chunks in it. And it's really good. Is the cookie chocolate? Yes. I'm shocked that nobody here has talked about caramel yet. It's my is all yeah. favorite cookie, I love it. caramel. Cake? Just anything what? caramel? A- anything. Anything. Oh, Soft caramel, hard caramel. caramel. Caramel cake. Is it caramel or caramel? I, I say caramel. 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 I say it's caramel. caramel. I say both, but I will I fight you over praline. Okay? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it pecan or pecan? It's pecan. 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 Mm-hmm. What do okay. you say? I'm so <laughs> Mm-hmm. I want to say in Georgia, though, it is pecan. Pecan. Mm-hmm. No, they're wrong. I don't care if they <laughs> grow them or not. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, they say pecan, yeah. too. I, I brought, so, my love of cooking in general and baking came from my grandmother, or my granny, because I'm country. Mm-hmm. Uh, granny, my granny. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so... Like I said before, I would sit for hours and just read cookbooks. Um, And then we always loved watching cooking shows. And it was her mission in life for me to take over her place in the kitchen. Um, So we would sit and just cook um, and bake. And so this was the first thing she taught me to bake. And it's such a discussion (laughs) in our family because um, it's Watergate salad. um, And it comes in in several different forms but the traditional um it's cool whip two packages of pistachio pudding mix um, a can of crushed pineapple drain um, marshmallows um you can do walnuts or pecans um and then some recipes call for cherries some don't and some call for coconut and some don't 
we don't do coconut in our house and we never did it but um and marshmallows um, now if my mom's making it it doesn't get cherries or marshmallows but she'll throw the bag in the jar at us because she doesn't like why is it called watergate uh, yes, yeah, that's 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 so i there's two thoughts behind it um so the the first record of this being made was at the Watergate Hotel. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people think that the chef that made it, it's named after that. Um, but then there are suggested theories that it was made during a time of the Watergate um, scandal. scandal and mm-hmm. stuff. And so it was a, uh, a nod, to, or not a nod, but a reference mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So those are the, the two things that it's I could so find. It's so good. It's. Scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. So no, this... Seriously, right here. It's also good, though. Well, that's why I told Chris, I was like, I wasn't sure what I wanted to make. If this or banana pudding, because those were the two things that my granny made sure I knew how to make. But if I make my granny's banana pudding, it's not pudding mix or you make it custard from scratch oh and, wow nice yeah and um there's a certain way you layer it and, <laughs> and that's difficult and then you to have do. to put a, yeah. a meringue on it and bake it mm-hmm. and um I Ooh, warm have banana pudding? <coughs> okay i see just oh, just okay. enough to, to toast the yeah. meringue yeah mm-hmm. and so um I, I didn't have time to do that um but this is is my all-time favorite it's simple but um and your presentation is oh yeah yes. well because right? the listeners cannot see the adorable <laughs> little jar that is in traditionally you put it you scoop it back into the cool whip bowl yeah. and you put it yeah, in the refrigerator yeah. <laughs> and that's what yeah. and that's my granny and I would sit there and and just eat it straight out of the bowl um, we you know we cook whatever meal it was this is traditionally our Thanksgiving and Christmas the one of our desserts for those two holidays and so. Everyone else would be eating. We'd be sitting there eating this out of the COVID bowl. So, um. my grandmother made something called pink stuff that was like mm-hmm. similar. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there's also mm-hmm. orange stuff. Orange, yeah. orange <laughs> love is my family used to make too. Yeah, yeah it's very similar. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had pecans maybe and not pistachios, but maybe it did have pistachios. I don't remember. Where does everyone get their love? For cooking mm. or baking, if you have one, you may not have one. Yeah, and my granny definitely yeah. was key, and I really should have listened more. Mm-hmm. The kid, that woman could do anything. She could, she sewed. I mean, they were part of that era right there. They had to do it all, mm-hmm. and she could just. That's who I want to be when I <laughs> when I'm finally an adult. Is my grandmother. Were you at a time where um, kids didn't sit at the grown-up table? Well, you know, I was going to bring that up when you had mentioned that. One of my favorite things was at Thanksgiving and at Christmas was being the little kid sitting at the adult table. And since I was the oldest grandchild, I got to do that because I was special and my grandfather absolutely adored me. So I got to hear all the adult conversations going around and that was my favorite part is well well who's she talking about oh well what does that mean and just my favorite i'm sure that everybody can relate somewhat there and, you know if you're not banished to the kids table anymore and you get to sit at the adults table that's a big damn deal 
Yeah, that's, uh, I was growing up and, you know, it was, like I said earlier, a single, only child, a single parent, and I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, so it was like me, my mom, and my grandmother a lot. And they were both RNs, so like, literally would sit between them at dinner, and they would just talk about the most disgusting things you've ever heard, and I'm just like, eating yeah. my food, and I learned at a very early age, I was like, I do not want to be an RN when I grow up because I know exactly what I would be getting into and I'm not one of doing it. Yeah. And now I am not an RN, but I hire RNs. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get away. I still can't get away from My mom was an RN too. <laughs> you and I have so much in common mm-hmm. anyway as far as how we grew up and stuff. Uh, but we were really, my grandfather was a pastor and they were really into church. So all the conversations were about church people, you know, and with the church gossip mm-hmm. and who was doing who and who was, yeah. And <laughs> who wore this? Nobody was doing nothing. They were all holding hands. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and who church. wore, who okay, wore this trashy outfit mm-hmm. to Sunday school or, you know. Or to big church. Did you ever accidentally repeat any of those things to someone you shouldn't have? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) She knew the laws of the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to keep finding out, you can shut your mouth. And I I did use it against some people, though. I'm so sorry I messed up. Like blackmail? Yes. Nice. So, um, everyone brought a dessert that was, you know, evoked some kind of emotion or whatnot, and it may not have been your favorite dessert. What is your favorite dessert? It could be something you make, someone in your family makes. It could be a, a restaurant that has it, or... I'll go, go first and go ahead and yeah. say that my favorite dessert, probably ever period of all time, is Bridie's Italian Cream Cake. <gasps> like what? It is Ooh. the best cake I have ever had in my life. Yeah. And every time I am around it, I see it. I know it's there. I'm going to think about how I'm going to eat two pieces of it. (laughs) (laughs) That is no joke. No. It makes me cry. It's the best, too. It is. Those are hard to make, too. Aren't they a little more labor intensive? Eh. Well, it's her husband's favorite, too. So she did. She had to learn how to make a good one. Yeah, yeah. He must do it. He probably should really still be here. He is a nut for desserts. I have to uh, I have to hold it back because he's getting a little bit of that paunch right there. The, <laughs> you know, too much beer and too much uh, desserts. Mm-hmm. And he gets upset with me so I'm like, mm, you probably don't need that right now. <laughs> well, don't tell me what I don't need, what I need. But then complains about the paunch and the, oh, I need to lose weight. Why do you make this stuff? It's all my fault. Yeah, it's always my fault. <laughs> when I do things. He can't resist. He grew up not really having a family. Um, him and his brother are Irish cousins, if you know what that means. I don't know if that's, a, I hope that's not a derogatory term, but they're 10 months apart. Yeah. And um, they really just didn't. Their parents were truckers as well, so they really didn't have a family. So it was very important when we got married to have family and to... He never had a birthday party before I showed up. Like, he never celebrated his birthday. Wow. And I just thought that was crazy because yeah. in one thing in my house, if there was anything, there was going to be a birthday party. It didn't matter what happened. That was your day. So it was just very, very important to me to have all the kids around every, um, every holiday. And now he's just so used to it, and he just feels the love and 
that's all I've ever wanted for him is to just feel like he's wanted, he's loved, he's adored because he never had that before me. Sorry, first wife. <laughs> well, but you, you specifically are an expert at that, making people feel loved. Oh, thank you. It's, I used to not, y'all did not know me before. <laughs> I came around and hung out with y'all. I, I was not a good person at all. And then um, my last divorce said, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be the person that I want to be. And I'm going to help the people, as many people as I possibly can. And that's and, why you're good at it. And I just want to be your cheerleader. I just want you to succeed. You know, sometimes I'm a little like, are you okay? You know, I don't know boundaries with people. I just, if I notice that you're not okay, I'm going to come and ask you, are you okay? You know, and then you can tell me yes, or you can tell me no. If you tell me no, how can I help you? How can I fix this for you? And a lot of people yeah. don't want to speak up and say they're not okay unless they are asked. A lot of people won't, yeah. won't do it unless they're asked. So yeah. you're probably helping a lot of people that I don't, know. don't even know they need it necessarily yeah. or that they do want but it. But everybody in this room, I mean, I just met you tonight, but everybody else in this room, I have a, such a connection with and I feel so much love in this room that I just want to turn it back around and give it, give it back. Oh, honey, I saw, I saw that little lip just then. <laughs> do, you, um, do you think, because it has been said several times tonight, um, do you think people's childhood affects their relationship with food as they're an adult or as they're growing up? Absolutely. 100%. How? Um, I was a fat kid growing up, um, you know, growing up, I've said this before, growing up poor, we had to, <clears throat> you know what the commissary was? Commodities. Um, commodities. Yes. That's, the yeah. black and white, uh, packaging that you get, you know, we'd go every month and you'd get your little lot of stuff and everything. And that's what you had to eat. And that's what you cooked with. Was it the healthiest food? Absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> but the relationship, my, my grandmother was fat. My mother was fat. She had a, um, she had bariatric surgery in 1978 before it was even a thought of. So I grew up in that, <sighs> don't eat that. You're going to get fat. Or how many cookies have you had already? I mean, I would sneak food when I would hide food and sneak food because sometimes because you, it was so good that you didn't want anybody else to have it like little Debbie snack cakes or something like that. Or you didn't know when you were going to eat again there. Yes, absolutely. The way you're brought up affects your relationship with food. Um, now I've probably eaten more calories tonight <laughs> than in a long time. And I might suffer a little bit for it but being around people and being around people that I love and in this environment it's totally worth it there mm -hmm. whereas somebody else might be like oh I can't mm, I can't eat sugar anymore I can't eat these desserts and stuff I have a mm -hmm. similar but kind of different experience also grew up as a fat kid I'm now a fat adult 
Um, my grandmother was fat, my mom was fat, and, you know, I feel like, I don't, I definitely don't blame anybody for my unhealthy eating habits, but I definitely think that those influences as a child played into that. Mm. A big part of that was, you know, my mom and grandmother, even though I told you all they were RNs, it was like they, they, it was just like they, the beast is loosed, you know, like you just eat whatever you want and, you know, and in retrospect, I'm like, mom, why are you buying me a triple cheeseburger from Wendy's? You know what I mean? Like, does a does a nine year old need a triple? A grown ass man doesn't need a triple cheeseburger from Wendy's. You know, so it's like stuff like that, and always like there was a big culture around eating in our house and making sure you were full. Have you had enough to eat? Again, you know, eating not great things for you, and um, just not really realizing until I was in my twenties that I wasn't. I, even when I thought that I wasn't eating that bad, I'm like, oh, take a step back, and I really am eating terribly. You know, um, and it's something that I've lost a ton of weight. I've gained a ton of weight back. Um, it's something that I will battle with my entire life. And it really does start with those foundations as a child. Again, I don't blame my upbringing, but I wish that a responsible parent or adult would have been like, hey, let me teach you how to eat healthy because those are habits that you will form at that age, that you will carry with you through your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I have four girls who uh, who are in varying stages of weight. And I can say when I was younger and I did not cook healthy meals. You know what I mean? Like it was, you had a meat, a starch, and a vegetable, which was usually from a, from a can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you had a thing of chicken. Hamburger helper. Right. You had, you know, mac, you had mac and cheese. Yes, all of that. And... I see now the habits that I showed them and I see it in them and it kind of breaks my heart because I could have, I could have changed that. I could have fixed that. And with my four-year-old granddaughter, that's what I'm doing now is, okay, we're not going to go to Chick-fil-A all the time or we're not going to go to McDonald's. That's her favorite thing is McDonald's. When my mama gets me McDonald's, Mm, your mama can do <laughs> don't give me have a talk with her later <laughs> yes yeah but I'm trying to create those good habits for her one thing that she absolutely loves is water we ain't had a soda ever at our That's house good. and I wanted to do that from the get go was no juice no no soda just water and she asks for it all the time now so at least I know I'm doing that right I, it's weird, like, as hearing you both talk, I'm, like, trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to, like, rationalize the memories that I have with my mom, same, Rhoda, like, single parent, only child. When I was 10, my godmother was diagnosed with MS, and so my mom and I, we lived with her, my godmother, my mom and I had to move out, and we had to, like, my mom all of a sudden had to work full-time, and, like, you know, so our meals all of a sudden looked very different. And so they were all of a sudden very unhealthy because my mom couldn't afford anything other than that. And but, time. And also, time. Absolutely. That's, mm-hmm. that's a and also, point as well. I was 10. So I was like already a latchkey kid. So like if I was home, I was eating whatever I wanted. Right. If I wasn't with her. But before that, I think the thing that made the biggest difference is that my mom succumbed to every single diet, fad, culture, which is, like, 
I hear you that you want to instill healthy habits for your children, but I also have witnessed too far in the other direction Mm -hmm. where like, I remember like our whole pantry was full of herbal life. All my mom ate was a half a grapefruit every day, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that sort of juxtaposition was really hard. I kind of had that same. Yeah. My family was a little bit more like restrictive with everything that we ate and we had very limited options and they didn't really cook a lot. So it wasn't like they were, them being restrictive was their idea of being healthy. Like it wasn't like we were, you know, getting like a lot of nutritious stuff, but we weren't allowed to have this, this, and this. And we were, you know, we got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, we weren't, couldn't snack, and we didn't have sodas or juice or cookies or anything that was, that you could just grab and eat. And I remember going to friends' houses and stuff and, like, being like, you can just go open your pantry and get whatever you want out of there. And when I got into college and my first trip to the grocery store as a college student, I was like, like I got the junkiest of the junk and like I've always kind of had that I it I think it affected me like negatively because I struggle now with like am I gonna finish all this Mm -hmm. no should I I I have to like let go of that to a degree there's just a good there's just a balance I don't know what that balance is figuring out the, the processed food part and how much we're consuming <laughs> and how much it is bad for our bodies. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But too. things are so addictive now. I can't sit here and say that I could stop, you know, yeah. cold turkey and not eat anything that's processed. Very true. And they didn't know when we were kids, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as mm-hmm. in, in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. You know, it was snack wells and and margarine. You yeah. know what I mean? Which, Cereals marketed as a health food. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more garbage. There's, you know. Yeah. Oh, that was my love was cereal. Like oh, in college and stuff like that. If I had just had a bowl of cereal, I was good. Well, that was what, when I just described that first grocery trip out of college, my first thought was like the Fruity Pebbles and the Cocoa Puffs and all this junk cereals that I bought too. It's a whole meal. I know. <laughs> like the first five years of my life, I... It was my mom and I. She was a single mom, and she worked three, three jobs. And I, we got commodities. Mm-hmm. Best grilled cheese I ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, the cheese was very good. But and it, we relied on um, free lunch and breakfast at school because that's how I would get. Um, because one time, as I'm going off to school, she's going off to her first job, mm-hmm. and then her second job, and then her third job. Um, and so, grab-and-go stuff was not... I can remember the first time I had a Hot Pocket. We went to the grocery store, and she's like, you can have whatever you wanted. I never had a Hot Pocket. I heard my friends talk about Hot Pockets. I did not like it. <laughs> They're kind of disgusting. They, yeah, are, they are. And the way you have to make hot tarts I can, too. can remember that. And we we were in Asheville this weekend for a, a friend's weekend. And uh, my mom's birthday is coming up. But she was born on Valentine's Day. And we went to a record store. First time I ever been to a record store was this weekend. And um, we were talking about records and record players in the car. And I one 
I told the, told the the guys that I wanted to get my mom a record player and record for her birthday because I can remember being five and because we didn't have anything, we couldn't afford to run the air conditioning during the summer, so our windows were open. And I can remember very clearly this one day. We always listened to Kokomo by the Beach Boys. That was our song. But we were listening to that. My mom, we, she went to the grocery store and she got things to make a salad because it was cheap. And that's what we could do, but it was substance. And she would make uh, tuna fish salad. And we would eat it with cottage cheese on top of a salad. And we would have that for several days. But I can just remember that one day. That, and so I was like, that's what I want to recreate for her, for her birthday. But then my grandmother got sick, and, and we had to move in with her. And she came from a period where you had meat and potatoes and, and two vegetables and a bread, and you had to have a dessert. So our eating habits changed, and, and so so did my weight. And that's where I, but then, so my mom would cook every day, and then we would get, on Saturdays we would go out and that was our day that we would get to go out to dinner somewhere. And and I think that's why I enjoy going places to eat now because it was always a, a special thing for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mom would save up during the week so that we could go and do that on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I have such an attachment to wanting to go experience new restaurants or take friends to new restaurants or or just go to our favorite restaurant and eat because of that because I saw a shift in the way eating happened and then like you the first time I lived on my own I went to the grocery store I was like shit what do I (laughs) I I'm an adult I make adult money and I can buy whatever I want to and I walked out spending twenty dollars because that's how I knew how to shop. And I ate my $20 worth of groceries in two days. And then I'm like, what do I do? (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I go back to the grocery store. And I I spend the other money that I worked hard to to make to, to to buy. I got a job at a pizza place in college just so I knew that I would be able to eat every day there and didn't have to buy food that's why i worked in food service for a long time it was like the supplement like and that's you know what does that say about the state of our world that that's the benefits program that we rely on is that we can get a 50 percent discount or maybe even free food if we're lucky you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 213 an hour It's two thirteen. It's still, it's still 13. there. It's still two thirteen. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And then all the you know healthy food is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just like you were just saying, like growing up without a lot of money, you just ate what you could eat. Was that healthy? Mm-hmm. No, but it's still but like did that. Did you starve? Not no, today. right. Yeah. But, right. but I mean, I mean like, it's about the, survival. Yes, but like the healthy eating habit thing, it's almost like. It's kind of a privilege. Keeping you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a privilege to be able to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. And it's still like that. It's it's Mm -hmm. like a... Does anybody grow their own food or has started? 
We used to, before I moved over here, we lived in a different house and we had really impressive garden and chickens and all that good stuff. And we always had more than we could possibly eat. Yeah, I just have a deck, so I do a lot of container mm -hmm. um, planting and stuff. That's and, actually an herb better. garden. Yeah, because you 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 can do it on a small scale and make more than you You're think. Still giving it away to people. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many herbs I've given mm -hmm. to that one right there. Mm -hmm. I said I'm just dropping some herbs off at your house. Thank you. All kinds of herbs. All, All kinds. kinds. <laughs> All kinds. <laughs> Cilantro, mm -hmm. <laughs> thyme, lots of thyme, rosemary, mm -hmm. oregano. So, what would you say your relationship with food is today? Mm. Um, it, I'm getting better. Um, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. Um, I used to weigh 267 pounds of 2007. I believe, and uh, I lost 135 pounds by doing intermittent fasting and working at UPS, which is... That'll do definitely, it. Definitely <laughs> do it. Um, but today, yeah, I still, like, if I, if I have a big weekend or, like, after tonight, I'll probably fast tomorrow uh, for the most part. Just so, and it's not a... It's more of a health issue with me. It's not so much a body issue anymore. I love myself at any size. I don't care. I'm what you call a middle kind of person. I weigh, I'm right under the 200 mark right now. So I'm not necessarily thin, but I'm not necessarily fat. And food is hard. <laughs> um, as a child, it's even worse as an adult, I feel, because you have so many people throwing their standards on you and you just, you have to do what works for your mm -hmm. body, mm -hmm. for you. Yes. I cannot tell you what to eat <coughs> and it just irritates the piss out of me that all these people, they're not wanting to help people. They're just wanting to make money. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you're not wanting to help. Yeah, that's you're what I'm saying about like the you know, the food industry does not want to, they're not trying, it's only available to a certain, you know, group of people who can get the healthy stuff and the whatever, and then everybody else just has to fight for whatever they can get. I can say, though, I've been, since COVID, I've been working, uh, cooking so much at home yeah. that if I go to a restaurant... Mm. Oh, it's so underwhelming. Yeah, I think there is no mm. joy in eating out anymore, and I'm so mad that I paid so much money for it. Mm -hmm. And I, I absolutely will not order a steak out at a restaurant. No. Forget it. No. Forget it. And unless it's a, um, what was the last like great restaurant you went to here in town? Adobo. Really? Mm -hmm. Uh, I went Saturday night. I went to the. Bistro by the Bijou. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that oh, place is good. a no-fail. Mm -hmm. They're always it's, it's always good. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, going out to eat goes back to it's yeah, the people. It's the people. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I'm will, with <laughs> I, I will spend money if the food is good. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm willing to do that because it of the company I'm, yeah. I'm I keeping agree. with. I and, and I think that's, for me, I mean, eating out is, mm -hmm. is more a, a fellowship thing. I would agree so. with that. I mean, it's because, my favorite when I'm traveling. Yeah. I love yeah. that's what I, I love that about traveling. Too. Well, when we would go to festivals, I mean, we would yeah. go 
to eat after a show, you know, Denny's, you know, <laughs> and, and just having conversation about the show that we just watched mm-hmm. and, yeah, and the performer. But are you really paying yeah. attention to the food? Not yeah. necessarily. No. Unless no. it was IHOP and then I was probably mad we were there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> really just See, IHOP. I'm not a very good cook. And Mm-mm, me neither. My, my appetite is very sensitive to the mood that I'm in. And it's not that, like, if I'm stressed, I eat too much. If I'm stressed, I eat too little. It's not that. It's like... You were saying like the first time you went to the grocery store, you didn't know what to do. Some, if I'm, if my anxiety is really high, I go into the grocery store and I go, I've never eaten food before in my life. I don't know what to buy for myself. And so like when I have prolonged stress in my life, food gets away from me really easily. And so if it's not exactly what I want in that moment, it's really hard. Yeah. And so sometimes that means eating out four times a week, which is like what do you feel not good. That you're not a good cook. I've never been good at it. I also don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's also a pastime that I don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So it's like between the like having to multitask and not enjoying it, it's mm-hmm. like it's just not a pastime I enjoy. I'm really good at putting flavors together, mm-hmm. but it's the actual making of the food that's really Here's my hard. recommendation to you, Croc. Pot. Oh, I have a crock pot. <laughs> right. I have a crock pot, and I, I and I use it at least once a week. But I'm still like you are just cooking for yourself. But too. I'm just That's cooking so for hard. myself. I live by myself. It was so hard. I'm like, cooking for myself. You cook but... something, you're like, I really hope that I'm ready to eat this for the next four days. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. So yeah. if I'm good, if life is going pretty well, food's fine. Mm-hmm. The moment things get hard, it I don't know what I'm doing. I Thank have you for to sharing cook. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very vulnerable. I have a blue-collar husband that really, I mean, in all honesty, he he deserves, you know, something to eat when whatever he gets he home. Yeah, yeah, whatever he yeah. wants. Now, he'll really eat whatever I make. But we have gotten to where, um, if I wasn't cooking for him, I probably just wouldn't eat, to be honest. I mean, but since I do... I have taken up to um, those home chef meals at mm-hmm. Kroger that, you know, they're kind of pricey, but if you, if you buy all the ingredients, it kind of, it's kind of a wash mm-hmm. there. So it only feeds two. Um, and I've had great success with that. And it's, they're not hard. They give you all the instructions and everything See, nope, with that. I've tried all of that. <laughs> I've tried all of that. I have you burned I have mouse. burned every HelloFresh meal or everything oh. that I've ever done. It's not it's I'm good at a lot everything of things. Is not for everybody. That's not I my know. thing. I, I love yeah. that your okay. face is just like Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I know. Yes, yeah. I but there are yes, things I have I tried can the HelloFresh. Well. There are things that I can make well. Um and but like I would rather just sit on my couch and like have Me a cocktail too. and some <laughs> cheese and some pickles and some fruit and call it a day. If it were yeah. not for my husband, I would be the same because he mm-hmm. he's the cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like to bake, but again, those are different things. Yeah, and yeah. I think because my husband grew up with not a lot of money and with like the southern family culture. They cooked all the time, and they just made with what they had. And so, like, he can open up the cabinet and be like, "Without this, you know, meal Spam with eggs, yeah." But but, and it, but it's always so Spam good. I mean, everything he makes is so good. And I'm just, 
because I think of my restrictions as a kid and because my parents just didn't really cook a whole lot, it was just like on the back burner for me, which is, and it's ironic that I enjoyed to bake, but that's a different, I swear it's a different skill. It's a different skill. Yeah. For you, it's. Yeah, I like the precision, and then also yeah. I just like de- the decorating part, that's, obviously, yeah. is my jam, and that has nothing to do with the taste. It's, that's just your canvas right yeah, there. It really it? Is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. But I understand, like, the whole HelloFresh has helped me. I have only really destroyed, like, two or three of those in my time of doing it, but it has helped me be a little bit more confident. Yeah, I like to cook. I, I also like to bake, but I'm better cooking than I am in baking. I'm a way Me better too. cook than a yeah. baker. Do y'all follow recipes, or are y'all just more of... Like, I listen to my ancestors. Yeah. So it, do you it, follow it, a recipe? Cooking, I, I will will take it a general recipe, and then I'll make it so what that's, I want Yeah, to so that's my husband. And seeing if I and get I think something out, I'm like, by the... I mean, I'm to the... And I think that's why I don't connect so much with baking, even though I love desserts, is because I there's not a free form to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can't... Yes, you can bake with love, but I can cook with love. Yeah. Where baking, because I'm not, I can't bake with love like some people can, because I, I can't adjust that right. to the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we kind of mentioned HelloFresh a lot, and I think that that is great for people who don't know how to cook to learn how to cook or want to experiment with new menu items. But y'all. I have a big problem with these companies, and that is that they produce entirely too much waste. Yes. Entirely too much. Like, Mm -hmm. it is environmentally irresponsible. I'm not going to get up on my soapbox about it. I'm just saying, like, it is really hard for me. Like, having, you know, done a few free trials and stuff, I'm like, I just can't, I can't continue They have gotten a little bit better. I actually just got one today, and I was really pleased with how little... There was inside. They the ice packs, though, right? Which, yes, are reusable, but Not how many, many do you need? <laughs> I literally <laughs> just had to throw away a bunch so of them because I didn't I haven't bought those things at the store. I've just bought the ones, like, at Kroger that, that you that get. That are there, yeah, right there in the, the produce section. But there's yeah. still some waste there, like the little jars and stuff the like that. The little jars, yeah. I've kept all them little jars. What I am know. I going to do with yeah. them? But I know you like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right, and I think that they try. They really do, or yeah. at least they, like, you know, want you to think they're trying. Yeah. And they act like those ice pack things can be recycled, but you have to take them to, like, like special a thing. special place that yeah. actually accepts that, which which no, we're just we, putting right. it out with yeah. your yeah. No one doesn't even do that. glass. They're not going to do these big old yeah. ice pack things. Yeah. But all right, well, we started with dessert. We ended with dinner, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is the way I wanted it. Um, any final thoughts from anyone? This has been amazing. Yeah, this yeah, was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, great. So much. I think this really speaks to the two of you in a way that, I, you know, there's no one else that could do this because I would say if you asked me to describe both of you in one word, it would be welcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think creating a space <laughs> where everyone feels welcome to share um, every part of themselves, I think, is perfect. And yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't known Chrissy very long, but speaking, like, for Dustin, like, entertaining is his love language. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, planning, event planning and entertaining and making sure that everybody is taken care of. I know, we need do to you do have that a dog? Do you need one? <laughs> <laughs> 
before COVID when I would have a cathartic karaoke at the house. I mean, I just loved that. Loved making stuff and just entertaining and making sure that everybody had what they needed. And there we go. There's there's a new side business right there. I love hosting. Well, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for being here. Um, real quick, where can people find you at, Jordan? Uh... Jordan Reiki on Instagram. Is that the new thing we're doing? Yeah, because I'm yeah. now a certified Reiki healer. And, uh, um, I'm going to hopefully start doing some sessions at Inner Perfect soon. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's amazing. So there's that. Tracy? Um, Lenora Adora is my uh, stage name. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Lenora Adora. And we might be hearing more of you on a resurgent of a previous podcast. Yeah, I would say that uh, once everything sort of settles down with the new Knox Pride podcast, uh, Big Gay James and I will be uh, bringing back It Takes Two of a Kind, which is our rewatch podcast of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen Productions. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Oh, good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You have a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, where can we find you at? Well, I'm on a mildly successful <laughs> podcast called Gab and Girl Time, where we are number nine in New Zealand. <gasps> Puppies just came in. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram under Brady Von Beaverhausen or Bruce Tonsils on TikTok. Yeah. Where can we find you, Lauren? You can find me on Instagram. It's at So Baked by Lauren. Uh, you can find me on um, Instagram and Old People Book. Uh, it's Rhoda Derriere. Um, I don't really have any fun projects that I'm working on right now. I'm kind of aimless, so... Yeah. There's not really a whole lot going on there. <laughs> that, that'll that change as, as we get ready to as talk about Knox Pride. Yes. 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 Christy, where can we find you? Mama Bear, Sweet Treats, on all the places um instagram the old people <laughs> the old people book and tiktok um and then we just added Dolly, Dolly the cookie trolley to which our is so cute oh, yes. yes and we will be taking her all around knoxville we'll see you on the cookies. fourth right yep i'll be at knox pride yep and then we'll be at south press on the 11th um, for a name, we're going to raise money for her name change fund, and then we'll be at Hay Bear on the 12th. And I'm Dustin, and you can find me on all socials at Barry Manatees. Um, again, we thank everyone for listening, for joining us, um, and we ask you to take a seat at our curious table. Love you. So, that, I mean, as a fat kid, I'm going to say that. <laughs> That it was probably one of the, I won't say the best, best experience, but I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I did too. Like, I think you can tell a lot about people um, when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. And so seeing what everyone brought and, and what kind of emotion or memory that they brought with it, like with Tracy and that mint chocolate chip ice cream and potato chips. <laughs> Do you, have you ever? No. I had never. But it I was delicious. Never. It was good though, right? Right? 
But it was just simple. Like mm-hmm. if you tried to jizz it up and make it something else, it wouldn't have been as good. So I loved how just old school and simple it was. And then the cookie that I made, that's like Jocelyn has had that out at the store now for a while and it's <laughs> a big hit. So you can go get those at um, South Press and then your dessert was adorable. <laughs> well, you know, I got to be extra. So I know you are and so good at that. <laughs> but I also enjoyed everyone explaining why they brought it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the emotion behind it, like Jordan and her um, pound cakes, mm-hmm. you know, that being something that she shared with her, her mom and, and learned from her mom and then her mom passing that torch to her. Mm-hmm. And then it got a little emotional too, a couple of times. I was very <laughs> surprised by that. I thought for sure it was going to be light and um I don't know. There's something that happens around the dinner table where people, it's the whole reason. Yeah, you never know where that <laughs> where conversation is going to go. So, yeah, we love each and every one of the guests that we had on that first episode. And just thanks to all of them for being our guinea pigs and helping us figure out what we were doing. And um, I hope you liked it. Yeah. So until next time. Bye. Bye. The Curious Table is produced by Chrissy Batts and Dustin Camp. Additional production and engineering by J.D. Davis. You can find us on all social medias at The Curious Table Podcast. Who would you like to see at our dinner table next? Email us at thecuriousTablePodcast at gmail.com. The Curious Table is brought to you by Knott's Prime Network with funding from the United Way. The Curious Table. We'll be sure to save you a seat. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Knox Pride.